0: Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. Right here on Payne.tv slash gold. And I am Dustin Gold, the guy with the gold sunglasses. Are you ready for this? You want to see how much these folks spit in your face, how they laugh at us? They must be laughing at us. Now, when we read this piece here at the World Economic Forum, they're going to leave something out. But the reason why we research everything in depth here at the Dust and Gold Standard is so that we can connect the actual dots. All right, you ready? Multinationals, too, are not paying their fair share. Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart, to name just a few, generate mind-boggling profits and pay limited amount in taxes after taking advantage of all the wrinkles in tax systems. If the top 1,000 corporations in the world were fairly taxed, it would allow for a modest universal basic income to be tightly and reasonably dispensed in countries across the world. Give me one moment to get a sip of tea before i explode all right so what was missing there folks okay you heard apple amazon google and walmart take advantage of the tax system okay number one apple amazon google and walmart have huge lobbies that control and pay off the politicians who make the tax code correct yes that is true Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart are all involved with the World Economic Forum. Yes, that is true. All of them send representatives from their companies to speak on World Economic Forum panel discussions. Yes, that is true. Now, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart, as they say, are skirting the tax system, correct? Yes, it says that. What does it not tell you? that we pulled out in research over the last couple of days. Apple, Tim Cook is the CEO. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, who left but was the CEO and sits on the board. Google, Larry Page, one of the co-founders. And Walmart, Sam Walton. All four of these folks are for universal basic income. So you have Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart, Skirting the tax system being used as the boogeyman here in the World Economic Forum article? I told you these companies gladly take the slings and arrows when they are playing this game of uh, hide the sausage. That's what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. This is a shell game because Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart have the ability to just not cheat on their taxes if that's what the problem is here. Instead, they use them as the boogeyman to push universal basic income. While the founders of these companies and or CEOs of these companies, the powerful people inside these companies, are for universal basic income. So they're stealing from the system, the companies, and then the men running the companies are pretending to be for universal basic income. They're doing this to drive you into the slave system. Unbelievable. But see, that's why we do the research here. It goes on to say, something is simply wrong and broken. When governments are deprived of funds they should justifiably have to construct a better state. Lest the naysayers think this is a theory from the left, the idea of tax competition has been touched upon for years on end by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. Its members include the United States, Canada, and Western European countries. Now, I'm a naysayer because... I know your scam, I've already figured it out. You don't love me. That's how I start out every investigation I do. Up on my board it says, they do not love me and then I go from there. And then you can figure out exactly what they're doing. Goes on to say, this is what its fiscal policy experts say. They're talking about the OECD, the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. Quote To work effectively, a global economy needs some acceptable ground rules to guide governments and business. Such a framework can help business to move capital to locations where it can optimize its return without impeding the aim of national governments to meet the legitimate expectations of their citizens for a fair share in the benefits and costs of globalization end quote to achieve quote acceptable ground rules end quote and quote a fair share in the benefits and costs end quote will require global coordination because if one country begins taxing this way highly mobile capital will flee to countries that do not see they need a global system in the world of globalism in the new world order Goes on to say there is no question that universal basic income will be hard to get going. It is important to impartially consider the pros and cons, the reason why it has not been implemented at scale so far and why modalities would make it workable. A key complicating factor with implementing UBI beyond its fiscal cost is that it would not arrive in a vacuum. It would need to fit into and complement the existing set of social programs, both insurance-based and needs-based, and rules would need to prevent double-dipping of benefits, right, like we would see in uh, uh, welfare and such. And so this is also why Wide Awake Jim says the CBDC system has to all come into effect at one time and it's going to be very difficult because there's different countries with different cultures, different histories, different financial systems, and they all have to come to an agreement on how to make it work cross-border. But that's the whole point of something like the World Economic Forum, as I pointed out to Jim. This is why I say they act as the chamber of commerce between both the public and private sectors in many, many, many countries. So they're trying to organize this move to tighten the noose around the necks of we, mere mortal humans, of us here. And uh, they get this done by bringing all the grifters, the scammers, schemers, and the actors to the table and allowing them to continue to line their own pockets. goes on to say, "...moving to such a system would need to ensure that the incentives to have a job remain intact that is relatively simple to do. A universal basic income should be sufficient to sustain a person at a modest minimum, leaving sufficient incentives to work, save, and invest." Finally, good arguments can be made for having very selective conditions. For instance, some that relate to public goods, like vaccinating all children and ensuring they attend school. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The strings attached to UBI? Let's reread that for a second. Finally, good arguments can be made for having, a very, selective, uh, for having very selective conditions. For instance, some that relate to public goods, public goods, like vaccinating all children and ensuring they attend school. So you'll get your universal basic income because we love you, but but we need to make sure your child has been jabbed up with all the needles and that they are attending the public indoctrination center where they learn that we, the state- Love them. We love them. And that is why we want to jab them up with needles and why we hold their parents' UBI, the carrot, hostage, hostage that we're giving them because we drove them out of the workforce with automation and robots and artificial intelligence. We're holding their food coupons hostage until they jab you up with needles, little Joey, and continue to send you here to the Auschwitz- uh concentration camp where you will learn that your government loves you goes on to say such selective conditions would not undermine the main purpose of eliminating poverty and allow low-income people to take calculated risks to try to lift themselves out of poverty right they're doing it all because they love you it finishes up here the alternative to not having ubi is worse The rising likelihood of social unrest, conflict, unmanageable mass migration, and the proliferation of extremist groups that capitalize and ferment on social disappointment. All right. All right. This is it. I told you, I'm seeing more and more of this written into articles I'm studying, and so I wanted to cover this, one, because I wanted to show you they're talking about the programmable money, holding it hostage, right? But I really want you to see this. Let me repeat, the alternative, and remember, this is not written for you or me, okay? The general public probably point, you would think it's a lot because we live inside of these personalized feedback loop bubbles, And you say, well, everyone on Twitter knows about the World Economic Forum. No, it's everyone within that echo chamber of a thousand people that you see in your timeline and on your feed that know about it. But the average person does not. If I try to explain this to my father, who considers himself to be well-read and well-educated, and he reads mainstream news and watches Fox News, He would have no idea what you're talking about, right? But it says, the alternative to not having UBI is worse, all right? And this is a message to the elites that are reading this, the policymakers. The rising likelihood of social unrest, conflict, unmanageable mass migration, and the proliferation of extremist groups that capitalize and ferment on social disappointment. They are telling the elites, the bureaucrats, the little puppets that dance on a string for them, the CEOs, the bankers, et cetera, et cetera, that we need to get on board with UBI. We need to figure this out quickly. We can do it in a form of CD, CBDC. CBDC. It can be programmable so we can further control the uh, plebeians, the peasants. But we need to do this before they rise up, show up at our mansions with pitchforks and torches and muskets and drag us out of our homes and beat us like a Muammar Gaddafi um, uh, piñata. All right, That's what they are talking about. That is the warning. And if you listen carefully to many of the speeches given by Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher to the Fourth Industrial Revolution and the World Economic Forum, he speaks to the elites as well, not to you. Or to me, he speaks to the elites, and he always tells them, we have to put X technology into play. We need to initiate Y policy, because if we don't, it can fall into the hands of the wrong people and be used against us right here at the World Economic Forum. So they're trying to push the puppet masters into adopting this stuff quickly before these guys are dragged out on the front lawn and beaten to death with a crowbar. And you know what it tells me when they say this here, let's finish this up. It says it is against this background that we seriously need to consider implementing a well-designed UBI. So shocks may hit, but they won't destroy. Okay, so what they're saying to the elites here. And and what it tells me, folks. So they're like I said, they're warning them that the uh, dirty little peasants are going to come to our house, drag us out, and just start beating us to death with dried corn cobs. Uh, And we don't want that to happen. Well, what it tells me is these guys are not lizard people, and they are not completely insulated. They have not uploaded their consciousness to the cloud yet. They are not walking around in cyborg Iron Man body suits just yet because they wouldn't be afraid... They wouldn't be warning the other elites. We need the slave system. We need to give these people free money and lock them into the slave system before they beat us to death because you would not be afraid of being beat to death. You would come out in your Iron Man suit and you would say, come at me. Do whatever you want because you can't destroy us. We are cyborg people. But they're not cyborg people yet. They are afraid of us. And that is a good thing, folks. That is a good thing. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that for a moment. I'll be right back. I'm going to go put on my cyborg suit. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks. I'm over here at Coindesk.com. I want to show you something. I came across this in my research over the last couple of days, and I thought it was worth uh, looping this in here for you. This is at Coindesk.com again. This says, The Mnuchin Files, talking about Steve Mnuchin. You remember him? The guy with the glasses? He looked like uh, Clark Kent, sort of, but really nerdy, like in a nerdy version of Superman. So the Steve Mnuchin Files, New Documents Shed Light on Trump-Era Crypto Policy. And this was published in January of 2022. It says Jared Kushner, and we all know Jared Kushner. He's Donald Trump's son-in-law, married to Ivanka Trump. And little Jared there... Big in the Habbat movement. I can't get into that on this show, but look that up sometime. But Jared Kushner also recently, was that a couple of months ago? We covered it here on the show. Came out basically admitting to be a transhumanist, telling Richard Grinnell on his podcast, I might be part of the last generation to to die or the first generation to live forever. So uh, I take care of myself. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, transhumanism. So, Jared Kushner advocated behind the scenes for a United States digital currency, among other revelations in a 250-page trove from Steve Mnuchin's tenure at the Treasury. Again, January uh, 2022. And, that you know, it's funny. There's a picture of Steve Mnuchin here. He's got, like, the Clark Kent glasses, but he looks like Gilbert Godfrey. You know Gilbert Godfrey! Quack, quack, Affleck. You know, Gilbert Godfrey from the Roast, from the Comedy Central Roast. He I mean, looks like Gilbert Godfrey with a pair of uh, Clark Kent glasses. So this is Gilbert Godfrey in the high school production of Superman. And this article is long. I'm only going to cover a little bit here just to show you what was going on behind the scenes over there out of Jared Kushner's office. And I never, ever liked Jared Kushner. I used to be on podcasts back in 2015-16. I was bashing Trump from day one, uh, even during the campaign. I was for Trump, but I didn't wanted Jared Kushner away from that guy. And no, that never happened. Jared Kushner was basically the most powerful dude inside the White House. It says, the idea of a digital U.S. dollar had an early behind-the-scenes advocate inside the Trump administration in the president's son-in-law newly unearthed documents show. On May 28, 2019, Jared Kushner, special advisor to the president and Ivanka Trump's husband or wife, depending on how you look at it, but I guess we'll go with husband. That's what he identifies as. Emailed Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin. The message included a link to a blog post by Sam Altman, founder, uh, former head of Y Combinator, the Silicon Valley startup incubator. And as I also told you, connected to NQTEL, the CIA's venture firm. All right, we've covered this, and so you know who Sam Altman is. We talked about him several times on the Dustin Gold Standard. It says, the title of the post, quote, U.S. digital currency, end quote. And this is Kushner writing. He says, Stephen, would you be open to me bringing a small group of people to have a brainstorm about this topic? My sense is it could make sense and also be something that could ultimately change the way we pay out entitlements as well, saving us a ton in waste fraud and also in transaction costs. Okay, So he sends this email over to Steve Mnuchin with a link to Sam Altman, former head of Y Combinator's blog post All right, on digital currencies. And see what it says right here? This, but don't forget this part. Something that could ultimately change the way we pay out entitlements. What's that, folks? Social security, huh, welfare, EBT, everything I've been telling you about. So it comes right out of uh, the Trump White House. Jared Kushner talking to the head of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, and Clark Kent Glasses. It says Kushner took on many duties during his time at the White House. He had a major role in foreign policy spanning from Mexico to Iraq, as well as assignments to oversee criminal justice reform and an overhaul of the government itself. Some critics saw that broad workload as untenable, but Politico has credited Kushner with real progress on stabilizing the Middle East. But Kushner's interest in digital currencies, national or otherwise, was previously unreported except the time someone tried to extort Bitcoin from him. It's one of several insights gleaned from a 250-page trove of Mnuchin's crypto-related correspondence during his four years at Treasury. Obtained by Coindesk through a Freedom of Information Act request, the documents also shed light on the challenges presented to the crypto industry by international sanctions and the controversy over Mnuchin's 11th hour proposal on user-controlled wallets. They also contain some unintended comedy as crypto VIPs met with DC power players. Kushner seems to have been meaningfully ahead of the curve in contemplating a digital dollar. Discussion of central bank digital currencies didn't pick up broadly until late 2019, after the announcement of Facebook's Libra project was met with ferocious backlash and China got serious about its digital yen. The United States Federal Reserve, for its part, has been studying the issue of CBDCs. And we know that to be true. Uh, We found all those documents coming out of the Biden administration that showed all of that stuff. But it has yet to... Publish any of the long-term, uh, any of the long promise reports detailing the central bank's position on technological and policy considerations for a digital dollar. Much of the push for a US CBDC has come from the private sector. Again, this is from January 2022. That's when this article is written. But we showed you that the Biden administration is pushing ahead with central bank digital currency. And they were testing out UBI in the form of the child tax credit. Goes on to say, it's also interesting to look back at Altman's thinking. This is Sam Altman of Y Combinator, including his proposal that a U.S. digital currency, quote, would be evenly distributed to U.S. citizens and taxpayers. Something like everyone with a social security number gets two coins, end quote. That jibes with Altman's current plan for World Coin. A token intended to be distributed globally as a form of universal basic income. Aha, aha, folks, did I not tell you here at the Dust and Gold Standard that central bank digital currency and universal basic income? Are parallel. They roll together, folks. They go hand in hand. So you have Jared Kushner here as a top advisor to Trump at the time, talking to the head of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, about Sam Altman from Y Combinator connected to the CIA's plan for the world coin which would be a combination of the CBDC and the universal basic income. While Kushner is telling Mnuchin that they could use CBDC to pay out entitlements and entitlements are social security, disability, welfare, etc. See that folks. See that folks. It says it is unclear whether the meeting Kushner proposed to Mnuchin happened through an intermediary. Mnuchin declined to comment for this story. Kushner did not respond to requests for comment, nor did Altman. So, all three of these folks were hiding here. And again, this is from January uh, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. So, now you see there was a little bit of this talk going on behind the scenes. There's a lot more interesting stuff actually in this Coinbase or Coindesk article that came out related to this uh, 250 page trove from Mnuchin's tenure. Uh, at the treasury but i wanted to show you that that discussions were taking place there and sam altman's work on cbdc and ubi caught the attention of jared kushner who we later find out is a transhumanist and he's pushing that info to the head of the treasury Right. And both of them have Trump's ear. So this was going on uh, under the Trump administration. Now, I did not go investigate the Trump administration further because the stimulus checks, folks, the stimulus checks were a test pilot for universal uh, basic income. Now, let me show you this over at Cigna.io. This is S-Y-G-N-A, Cigna.io. And this article here, let me see if there's a date on it. I wasn't able to find one before. I think it has to be in the expanded view. But this says, why a Fed-issued digital dollar nearly made the United States Congress's $2 trillion stimulus budget. And uh, there's many pieces in here. It says Table of Contents Overview. Democrats draft initially included digital dollar. United States CBDC featured in three draft bills. How did Congress define a digital dollar and wallet? Why is Hyperledger and e thaler why did the u.s congress consider a stimulus digital dollar why does the united states need a tr- two trillion dollar stimulus package and will a digital dollar be good for cryptocurrencies like bitcoin and so this is really interesting uh, i actually didn't finish reading the entire piece but i wanted to share this with you because we're always trying to figure out how far We are away from the rollout of central bank digital currency, and I would say UBI at a grand scale. This says overview. The United States Congress sent the hearts of cryptocurrency holders a flutter last week, pushing Bitcoin up by 15% to almost $7,000 when a proposed digital dollar was mooted as part of the trillion-dollar stimulus package to help Americans stay financially afloat during the coronavirus-induced national shutdown. So this is an article that has to be from like uh, mid-2020 to late-2020. It says with tens of millions of Americans and small businesses urgently needing cash to make ends meet while the pandemic halts almost all economic activity. The United States Senate passed a bill on Wednesday, March 25th to dispatch relief cash payments of up to twelve hundred dollars to eligible single citizens earning less than ninety nine thousand dollars and twenty four hundred dollars for married couples in early versions of the bill. A Fed issued digital dollar and wallet for affected Americans were included, but didn't make the final cut. Interesting, is that not? That there was a Fed-issued digital dollar and wallet for affected Americans, which was included in the first stimulus package, but it didn't make the final bill. It says the aid proposal was ultimately approved by the House of Congress and signed into law by Trump on Friday, March 27, as part of a historic $2 trillion bailout program, the largest in U.S. history. And then it goes on to say, Democrats' bill includes, then removes digital dollar, the record-breaking $2 trillion emergency aid package allocated $500 billion to, quote, distressed companies, end quote, and $290 billion in stimulus checks to individual Americans based on their income level. Around 90% of Americans will receive aid from the government. Many Americans don't own bank accounts. All right. This is always the excuse. And we'll have to receive their aid by mail, which could cause delays. Well, that's not so untrue, considering the United States Post Office sucks. Uh, But that's all on purpose as well, folks. They're just an agency that we get to interact with. That is the incompetent part of government. The agencies we interact with. It goes on to say, in order to distribute funding as directly and quickly as possible to United States citizens, policymakers discuss the possibility of the Fed using blockchain technology to do this. Hmm. While it was widely expected to be included in the final version of the proposed, quote, Take Responsibility for Workers and Families Act, end quote, the United States Speaker of the House, Mrs. Nancy Pelosi, made no mention of it when she delivered the draft proposal to Congress. The final bill instead settled for predictable payment channels, such as direct bank deposits and mailed checks. The omission was disappointing for proponents of a Fed-issued central bank digital currency after Fred President, uh, President Jerome Powell confirmed in February 2020 that they're working hard on it. However, it's encouraging and validating for virtual asset proponents to know that a possible digital dollar was discussed in the highest levels of government and is likely imminent. Going back to 2020 here, folks, you can see this. You can see this. It was close to a rollout, but I don't believe that the technological infrastructure was completed yet. So now the design and the architecture are being put together under the Biden administration with lots of help from the private sector, from companies like Consensus and obviously World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, World Bank. You know, the World Economic Forum, the Bank for International Settlements, they're all on board. Everybody's running tests. We are running a test right now under the Federal Reserve in cooperation with 12 commercial banks and regulated non-banks. That's going on now. We covered that a couple of days ago. So I want to go through a little bit more of this just to show you what they were working on. And then what we're going to do is we are going to finish up with uh, consensus, and that will end our chapter on the uh, articles and documents on central bank, digital currency, and universal basic income. And then we're going to review the panel discussions by a few of the organizations I just mentioned, and then we'll be ready to bring back Wide Awake Jim for a series of shows connecting all the research he's been doing. And we should have uh, tackled this subject more than anyone else on the planet Earth, I think. I mean, we've gone into more depth than some of the so-called experts out there that cover this all day in their podcasts. I think we've covered more. Uh, I'll hopefully be able to get a couple of them on as guests. Maybe, if not, oh well, not my problem. We've sent out... uh, a couple of emails trying to get people on the show out of that world and if they don't they just don't want to come play in our sandbox and that's fine that's fine we'll continue to do what we are doing here at the dust and gold standard and we'll continue to do that right after the break my name is Dustin gold and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin gold standard on pain.tv